Hi, and welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I'm your host, Kate Noel. I love honest health and wellness, and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. My name is Kate Noel and I'm the host of this show. And today we're talking about body image. I've talked about body image on this podcast so, so, so many times. And it's a journey that I've personally dealt with, struggled with. Um, and I feel like for a while now I've been in a really good spot with body image. And I have a lot of experience with having poor body image, kind of like... um uh, like ignoring my body image. I have, you know, seasons of my life where I've really tried to love my body, where I've just tried to ignore my body, where I've hated my body. Um, and so I've, you know, feel like I've lived, I lived most of my life not feeling great about my body image. So now that I'm in a good spot with it, I just really enjoy talking about it because I know personally how hard it can be to have a struggle like this. Uh, before we get into this episode, I never really do this, but I just kind of feel like sharing um, from the heart and kind of more of a personal update. At the moment, I'm shooting a feature film. I'm acting as the lead in a feature film, which is something that I never thought I would say. I would never, like, I mean, I'd hoped in this past year that I really pursued acting, but um TV and film acting, that is. But before that, for for a long time, I really just didn't allow myself to dream big and have passions. And I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, if you don't know, I struggled with an eating disorder for many, 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 many years, probably about 10 years of my life. And I recovered from it. And I started my career in the entertainment industry as a model and as a commercial actor. And I was pursuing acting um, in the TV and film realm. And I was in acting class when I was in my early 20s. And it was at a time where I was I was unwell. I was, I was really, really not healthy in terms of like my eating disorder, which affected every aspect of health in my life. So I really wasn't healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, anything. And I was so tired. Um, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, that I just didn't have the passion, the drive, the capacity, the flexibility in my life to even pursue any of my passions, let alone something as involved as a career, as an actor. That's not, I mean, it's not like I've tried to be a doctor. I'm sure that's a very involved career too, but um, there's just certain, you know, careers and certain things that we do that just take a lot of energy and a career in acting is one of those things. It's a lot of being okay with rejection. It's a lot of actually allowing rejection to propel you forward. It's a lot of, um, physical energy. It's a lot of emotional, uh, range and having, being able to tune in and actually feel your emotions, which I wasn't feeling my emotions when I was in my eating disorder. So anyways, I've been acting for the past week and a half on this movie and it's pretty much taken over my life in the sense of I'm working all day on this movie and then I'm going home and I'm kind of doing it all again the next day and I don't have a ton of time to really do anything except for like maybe see a friend or call a friend maybe or like eat, you know, 
eat dinner. I mean, I do eat dinner. I don't or eat dinner. I do eat dinner and then like go to bed. Like that's kind of been my, my life. And I just want to say it is so fun. And my journey with acting, I haven't really talked about it that much, um, mostly because I'm just like processing it uh, right now and experiencing it real time. But earlier this year, I would say like March or April, I had this, I don't know, I want to say two weeks or so. Um, and my friends and my mom will definitely remember this, these couple weeks where I just was a wreck. I mean, I was so anxious and scared and I looked at my mom she was in LA to visit me and I looked at her and I was crying my eyes out and I said I don't know what I'm doing like I don't know why I'm pursuing this industry that's like gonna be so hard for me to break into and I felt like I just had like a billion billion limiting beliefs that were holding me back and I felt really hopeless and I guess what I'm trying to say is my journey with Acting has only been possible because I've been healthy enough to be able to do this and passionate enough and emotional enough and present enough. And it's taught me already so, so much. And there are so many similarities that recovery has also taught me in my life. Um, So I don't really know the moral of the story except for keep following your dreams, even if your dreams right now aren't as grand as pursuing a new career, even if your dreams are to just love yourself a little bit more or uh, recover (laughs) or anything, any goal that you have, passion that you have, dream that you have, and keep going. And even when things get tough, and if you have a, if you're currently on a journey where you're trying to heal your relationship with food and body, I promise that by doing that, you will ultimately improve your potential and chances of reaching that goal. I know it. I like, I'm, I'm sure of it. So I hope that inspires you to keep going with whatever you're doing in life and cr- continue to make your story right. Okay. Anyways, so I'm, I'm a little tired today because I was filming all day today and I have like a lot of scenes where I'm doing a lot of action and it's, um, it's really fun <laughs> and it's um, also really tiring. So I'm a little tired, but I'm really excited to talk about body image. Like I said, I wanted to kind of first talk about what I've learned about body image in the sense um, of like what it what my journey with body image has revealed to me. And all in all, here's what I'm going to say. For me, it helped to give myself permission to complain about how hard it is to have a body in this world. Now, I am a person that lives in a privileged body size, and I'm a white woman, so I have that white privilege. So I certainly do not know, and I will never know, what it's like to live um, without that privilege. Um, And it's still hard for me to have a body. So I can't imagine how tired people who are in larger bodies feel. What I'm trying to say 
is it's okay to complain about body image. It's okay to say, I just feel like I look like I'm six months pregnant and I don't like the way my body feels and it feels uncomfortable. I don't like the way my legs touch now. I don't like the cellulite I'm getting or noticing. I don't like how big my arms are getting. I'm And it's okay to express your fears. I'm scared that my body's going to keep getting bigger and I'm never going to stop eating and eating and eating or my body weight is never going to stabilize or um, my, I don't know, whatever it might be. Like I'm always going to hate my body or I'm never going to find clothes that fit me right or I, I don't like my body shape and I never will or there's so many fears that we can have. So what I'm trying to say is I want to give you permission to allow yourself to sit in that space because I feel that there's a space online right now where there's like no room for complaining about how hard it is to live with a freaking body. We have to feed it and wash it and sleep it and brush it in all these different areas. And we have to um, deal with stigmas and societal pressures and family pressures. And we have to deal with sexual pressures and we have to deal with all these things. And so I just want to give you the opportunity to allow yourself to feel sad or emotional or down about it. And I just want to say that it's okay that you feel that way. And I've been there before. And it doesn't have to be temp- it doesn't have to be permanent. It can be temporary. It can come in waves. It can be something that you experience once and you never experience again. But give yourself permission, I think. And I think when we give ourselves like permission to just like live in the world, live in this world with our bodies, we only have one body and no one else has our bodies. So we get to have our body and we get to do what we want with it. We get to, we have autonomy, right? So that is something I just want to give you permission to experience. So you're scared or you have fears or I had fears and I was scared and I complained about things that I didn't like and allowing myself to do that for five minutes or 10 minutes or an hour or a week, whatever it took, allowing myself to do that was the only way that I could get it out of my system, externalize my feelings and move on from them and start to see things differently. And really body image for me was about asking myself, what are the things, how do I want to feel in my body? How do I want to feel? Not like, I don't want to feel skinny. You know, when people say that you can't feel fat or feel skinny, not that, but like, I want to feel whatever skinny might like have meant to me. And maybe skinny meant to me at the time, being unconditionally loved or it meant being um, successful or it meant being um, uh, joyful. Spoiler alert, being skinny didn't make me feel any of those things. But at the time I thought they did. So I had to identify, well, what I would actually feel is happiness and joy and pleasure and love. I want to feel accepted. I want to feel like I belong. I want to feel cared for. So I want to feel confident. I want to feel sexy. So these are things I wanted to feel. And I was looking to skinny or looking to thin or looking to whatever it is, the body image thing that you want. I was looking to those things to get me there. 
and then they wouldn't get me there, right? Or maybe it would get me there, but it'd be temporary. So I had to ask myself what I wanted to feel. And I wanted, and I had to remind myself that I can feel these things regardless of how my body physically manifests itself and looks. On top of that, I had to remind myself that there are endless, like literally endless infinite factors that are, that are involved with how our body chooses to express its size, its weight, its inflammation, its whatever it might be. And a lot of those things we think we can control and, 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 you're, and we're right, and you're right, like we can control a lot of those things, but I think a lot more of those things we can't control or it's too tough to control or it's not healthy for us to control them. So like you can't control your age, you can't control your biological sex, you can't control, um, sometimes you can't control your environment, sometimes you can. Um, so I think I had to really ask myself what I wanted to feel. And by doing that, I could think like, well, how do I feel those things? How, if I was, if I had my ideal body image, what would I do with my time in my life to feel those things that I want so badly? So for example, I said out loud just a second ago, I wanted to feel sexy in my body. And I thought that being thin was the only way I could do that. Spoiler alert again, that's definitely not true. Anyways, I thought that was the only way that I could get there. And I asked myself, well, I want to feel confident. If I was skinny, how would I get there? I thought, well, I'd probably wear short shorts to feel sexy, or I would have more sex with myself or have more sex in general with other people, or I would wear red lipstick that makes me feel sexy, or I would um, dance more that makes me feel sexy. So all these things I thought, well, if I was thin, I would do those things and I would feel sexy. And then literally just removing the whole part about being skinny and thinking, well, shit, I can dance when I'm not skinny. I can have sex when I'm not skinny. I can touch myself when I'm not skinny. I can wear red lipstick when I'm not skinny. All these things I can do. And I can still work towards the goal of feeling sexy. It's probably not going to feel the same, but it's still accessible to me. And I know that might sound really simple, like duh. But I think it's important for us to see that we can actually reach our body image goals without manipulating our food and body like behaviors um, in an unhealthy way. And I think that when we do that, we allow ourselves to actually live life and get experiences on this earth with a body that's healthy, and we can actually affirm ourselves. This is not a quick process, though. I, you know, have experienced in my own journey the literal turmoil it has been, it was, for me to gain a lot of weight really quickly. It was not easy. It was hard. It was very difficult. It was difficult every day. It was grief. It was 
questioning myself. It was self-doubt. It was really hard. And I had to live life in the body that was healthy for me for a significant amount of time. I had to gather experiences. I had to gather affirming experiences in order for me to feel safe. Like we can't expect to, for our bodies to, I mean, I'm talking specifically about recovery, weight gain, which is my journey. That's not everyone's journey with body image, but we can't expect ourselves to like immediately overnight, like if our bodies were to change or we were to gain weight or, or if we were to try to accept our bodies, we can't just like do that overnight. We have to reframe our thoughts and our mindset and then focus on the good things and then live life in that mindset for a significant amount of time before we have enough experiences on this earth in our life to actually feel safe. Like when you move into a new place, for example, a new apartment, it probably doesn't feel like home. And the more you live in it, the more lived in, the more experiences you have, the more things you do to your apartment and the more times you just sit in it and live in it, the more it becomes to feel like home. And what once was a place that you've never seen before becomes a place that is so comfortable and beautiful and yours. And, you know, then maybe we have to move again. And for some people, it's really traumatic to move and it's hard and it takes work and it feels exhausting to get there, to get to like land in this spot. So that analogy hopefully helps to just just express the fact that like you can handle the hard days and you need to handle the hard days um, in order for you to feel safe and comfortable. And so there there's a level of, I guess, unsafety and discomfort that you have that I had to accept that I was going to feel in my body image journey. And so all in all, I guess my point of this little TED talk I was on is you can do the things that you want to do that will make you feel the way you want to feel in the body that you that is healthy for you. It's just about doing them and, and being okay with being uncomfortable and being okay with there, there being a lot of slow gratification. This is a slow, sustainable, slow gratification. Whereas so many of my behaviors that related to my poor body image were instant. They were quick and they didn't last until the next day. It was, it was like I was living in this like hour to hour life. So you'll get there. Okay, that's the first part of this. And then the last part of this podcast, I wanted to share some tips that I like other little tips for body image that I've just been thinking about recently that I think could be helpful. And some of them you can, I mean, you can literally throw away this whole podcast. I really don't even have to listen to any of it or take any of the information, but hopefully some of this can resonate with you. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight tips. Okay, let's do it. The first tip I have is to start talking to yourself nicely. Have a nice language with yourself. I experience a lot of people in my life who seem to be very mean to their bodies and themselves, and they talk literal shit about themselves to their own faces, which is something I used to do a lot. And I'm just like, yo, you, that's a toxic, like, 
that's a toxic relationship with yourself. Talk about toxic relationships in your life. Have you ever thought about your relationship with your yourself and your body? Like, that might be the most toxic relationship that you we've ever been in because, um, like, hello, emotional abuse. Like, I was physical abuse. Like, literally so toxic. So, I think start to talk to yourself nicely and it can really open up doors. At least it did for me. That's the first tip. The next tip I have, this is like so funny that this is a tip, like a little, like a little bullet point, but um, I've talked about this before, but I got really kind of like political with my body image in that, my body, I guess, in that like, especially for me as a model and commercial actor back in the day, kind of actor, but mostly model back in the day when I was in my recovery, I thought about um, this supporting women like women like just really being a role model truly and and actually standing for the side of womanhood and women empowerment that I wanted to which didn't like having an eating disorder did not and does not align with my values as it pertains to being a woman in this world like women are not treated equally or fairly there's a strong patriarchy that has completely harmed so many people in this world and especially women and so I really had to get political with like how I want to stand up for myself and other women in the world and like maybe if I ever get the opportunity to have a daughter um like I want to be able to reflect back on my career and even if you don't have a career where you're like literally a model like you could still stand up for like your own values by just practicing, you know, having like a positive relationship with your body. Okay. The next one I'm going to have is find foods that feel nourishing. So this is just all about finding, finding foods that feel good to you. And I think this requires a lot of experimenting. Sometimes it requires help from a dietitian or a nutritionist. Um, but find foods that feel good. And I think that, again, going back to the permission piece where you can give yourself permission to experiment with foods. I mean, obviously, you have to be in a healthy place to do this. But find foods that feel nourishing to you. And if you have food that makes your tummy hurt or doesn't feel good to eat, don't blame yourself for it. Experience it. Because when we judge ourselves for it, we don't actually experience like the messages that are this food is trying to tell us like I know that sounds really weird but like if I eat if I eat um actually there's not really any foods that like hurt my tummy but like I don't know if I have like a large if I have like a lot of soda I don't really feel like my tummy doesn't feel amazing um and I have to pee a lot and I have a sugar crash and so I could have a large soda and I could have a sugar crash and I could just be like, you suck, Kate, go like never do that again. Like you just are a failure. And I wouldn't be able to actually like experience the soda in my body because I'm so busy judging myself with this like extreme self hatred. Whereas if I just was like, Hmm, you know, I think I uh, had a little too much soda and I think that I probably won't have that much soda tomorrow. Just like saying that, you actually like learn from it and you feel more empowered. 
I know that's really simplifying it and I get it. It's not always that easy, but just an idea. Okay, the next point I have is to just laugh about it. <laughs> just laugh about it. Like, eh, squishy tummy, cellulite. See, I'm laughing about it. What am I saying? <laughs> like, whatever you need to do, laugh about it. Saggy boobs, dimples on your butt, hip dips. It's like, what? That's, 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 that's kind of funny. Kind of funny to have a body. Like, what are we doing? We're waddling around. We're all just waddling around, you know. The other day I was like, <laughs> the other day I was like buying underwear in the store and I was like, how weird is it? I was like buying underwear in a store and all these people are like around me just watching me buy underwear. I don't know. <laughs> it's just it's weird. It's weird to have a body. I don't really know what I'm talking about when I say that, but... What I'm trying to say is like just having a body is kind of funny and I'm giving you permission to just laugh it off when or if that's helpful for you because that was pretty pretty helpful for me, especially on those days where I was really bloated and my digestion was awful. I would just be like, <laughs> it's kind of silly how bloated I am. Like, whoa, you've never looked like that before. You know what I mean? Okay, the next point is to have supportive people, have supportive environment. I don't even feel like I need to elaborate on this one. Like, just unfollow those people that are triggering you. Like, that is, is time for that. And, 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 and surround yourself with positive people. There's support groups. There's, you can just diversify your friend group. Like, anything. Tell your friend to stop talking about dieting if that's a thing in your life. That kind of thing. Um, have self-care days that are focused on aesthetics. No, I know you're probably thinking, what are you saying? Have a self-care day focused on aesthetics. Like that's not positive body image. Okay. Look, sometimes doing a puzzle doesn't feel the same when you have a disordered relationship with food and body. Doing a puzzle doesn't feel the same as, you know, going to the gym and trying to like tone your body, right? Like I'm just being real. Doing, doing a puzzle is like a self-care thing I thought about. I love puzzles. It actually does sound more fun to me nowadays. But back in the day when I was really struggling, I had to really focus on beauty and self-care things and even body-related things that actually made me feel connected to my body. So instead of like body checking in the mirror, I'm going to dry brush my body in the mirror. Instead of squeezing my cellulite, I'm going to slap my own butt in the mirror. <laughs> That was a joke. Um, you know, I'm going to do a face mask. I'm going to do a whole self-care day instead. Okay, the next point tip I have is to focus on things that you can actually change. Healthy things that you can change. Can you change your environment? Can you change the people you surround yourself with? Can you change the clothes that you wear? Can you change the makeup you wear? Can you change how organize your closet is. I don't know. There's lots of things that you can probably change. You know what? Something. Can you change and find out what your actual bra size is? Okay. I don't really wear bras, but like there were, were many, many years of my life where I was wearing the wrong bra size and it just doesn't make sense. Um, focus on things that you can actually change. Next we have gather resources and surround yourself with positive people. 
I kind of already said that supportive people in environment, but like just having resources that are helpful. Um, like if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're a resource queen and you probably already do this, but surround yourself with resources that are helpful. There's so many journals, um, journaling, like journal prompts, like body image journal prompts. There's also just journaling in general, podcasts, social media accounts, support groups, like I said, anything that you can surround yourself with. So we're talking body. If we're talking body. Anyways, I hope that this helped you. Um, And I'm really, really glad that you had a chance to listen. I hope you feel inspired. And I just appreciate, um, I appreciate that we can all be real and talk about bodies and talk about body image. Um, And if you're, like I said, if you're on this journey, you got this. I'm here for you and I'm proud of you. And so that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed and I will see you all on the next episode of Take the Cake next week. Bye for now.